Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Tagliere, and we're also with Brandon Funston of The Athletic today. We're all on Twitter at BobbyFantasyPro, at Mike Tagliere NFL, and at Brandon Funston. You can give us a follow, and we've got a fun show planned for today. We're going to be doing a standard uh, half PPR 12-team redraft mock draft with standard roster settings and everything like that. Then to the end of the show, like we did the last mock draft episode, we're going to be doing Fantasy Feud, so we'll see if Tags can uh, reclaim his title um, Tags, you won last time, right? I, I mean, I dominated. It wasn't, it wasn't just like a win. It was a, it was straight up domination. And I, you know, I, I felt unprepared for it, but I still dominated. It, it was all good, but I'm sure Funston's going to bring some competition. Bobby, were you unclear about that with, with Tags team name, the guy who beats Bobby? That, that oh, <laughs> I did not see that. Okay. So, you know, we set up our team names before this. I'm team George, of course. Um, Brandon is the athletic Funston. I really do like that one. I don't like Tags team name, the guy who beats Bobby. <laughs> Tags, you've beat me like 30% of the time we've done mock drafts. It's just all of your wins have happened to come in the last six months. You are so full of trash. <laughs> this, this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah, Brandon, I beat Bobby. I think we've done like eight mock drafts this, this offseason so far, and I think I beat him in seven of them. I think so. It's been it's been ugly. But today, that ends unless, you know, well, how, Tags how just gets lucky How has the special guest fared over the, uh, over the span of this? Not great. Oh, not yeah. great. So we're, 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 we're hoping for bigger things out of you, Brandon. I mean, <laughs> okay. I've done like a hundred mock drafts, so I wouldn't expect a, a guest to jump in and, you know, build a game, the system. And, well, to be and fair, Bobby us. created like the algorithm that, that, that talks about the scoring. So like he was part of one of those. I wasn't. So Bobby should be beating me every time. I mean, let's be honest. Okay, guys, I'm losing on purpose because it's more entertaining when <laughs> I lose than when Tags loses. Well, I just want you to know I'm not going to try to game the system. I'm just going to call you guys like around the holidays in December and say, proof in the pudding. You know, it's not about <laughs> it's not about the system. It's about what happens on the field. So <laughs> that sounds. I'll, I'll good. feel so, confident with that. Yeah, you can call me in December, and you can tell me that you beat me, even though I have Chris Carson on my team. I probably shouldn't have oh. given that away because if Brandon uh, if Brandon drafts Chris Carson, it's all going to be over now. Um, okay, my, guys, I got my retro Seahawks sweater behind me, so you're going to have to fight me for him. Oh wow, nice. Okay, okay, guys. Before we get into the uh, the mock draft, we do have a couple things that I want to touch on. Uh, first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, and this is going to be on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/FantasyPros. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see on my screen there's a link right here to get a Fantasy Pros gift card. It's going to be a little bit late for Father's Day, probably by the time the video comes out, but you can purchase a gift card right there. We've got something new as well. We've got Fantasy Pros apparel. You can see here. You've got a Fantasy Pros football podcast t-shirt. Comes in all kinds of colors. Nice price. Paint it in butter t-shirt. You've got some hats, all kinds of stuff. Even for your baby if you want. So we've got the store open up. That's If you're just listening on audio, it's shop.fantasypros.com. And if you want to buy the gift card, it's just at the very top of our screen. Or it's fantasypros.com slash gift card. Also, we've got the Juju Smith-Schuster uh, helmet giveaway that has ended. And now it's the Travis Kelsey giveaway Ooh. thanks to pristineauction.com you can check out that new travis kelsey contest at fantasypros.com slash contest takes about 30 seconds to enter and while you're at it take check out what pristine auction has for you everything's guaranteed authentic from only the most trusted sources hundreds of auctions and daily you're going to find some great values there as well so guys i am going to start this mock draft and if you guys want to join a private mock draft too you know i've had a people a few people say you know i've done 20 plus mock drafts on this 
um, you know, in the, in Draft Wizard, but I'd like to draft against real people. Well, you can do that now using Draft Wizard. You just go to fantasypros.com, the NFL drop down, and you'll be able to find Mock Draft Lobby right there. If you can see it in, on the YouTube screen, it's really easy to use. And that's what we have set up right here. It's a 12 team league. So we've got three human users. We're not going to wait for nine others. Um, and we're going to click start draft. So we've got, I don't know, I'm guessing 30 seconds until the draft starts. We're about to figure out our draft positions. Yeah, baby. I got number two again. Uh, but get what well, you lost last bu- time, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I know. But like, we all remember what happened there. You stole my player. Where I don't remember I? who oh, it was, but five. it was really lame. Okay. Right. Uh, and the Athletic Funston is drafting 1-4. Tags, you're at 1-5. Oh, draft it. starts in 10 seconds. And so it's just going to move really fast when we're not drafting. And then we'll talk about our picks. We've got 90 seconds to discuss our picks. And at the end, it's going to give us a draft grade. Then we'll do Fantasy Feud. Nice. So, Bobby, I just want to say that, first off, Bobby made the settings different so that he would beat me. There are kickers in this draft. There are also defenses that uh, these are included, which means Bobby has figured out the algorithm. And he's like, I'm not losing the tags again. And uh, he's changed it. So uh, the starting settings here are uh, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. This is garbage. Uh, Defense and a kicker. Yeah. I, I look to band kickers and we have six bench spots. So if I lose today, I am blaming it 100% on this whole defense kicker madness. You know, I'm with you, Tags. I don't like the kickers. I'd like to go two flex. I'd like to go two quarterbacks. But the thing is, most of the people listening are playing in leagues with these settings. So that's what I wanted to do. No excuses. Tags is already trying to pull out the excuses, Brandon. Are you hearing this? I think, you know, you're in a position to lead instead of follow. You know, you you know, you could you could go the other direction. You could go super flex. You could go you ban the kicker and, and maybe yeah. you get some people to start slowly changing the tide of what is the norm. Are you a ban the kicker guy? Are you a super flex I, guy? I, you know what? I just uh, I pulled a bunch of the guys at the athletic on what their preferred league settings are. I'm indifferent. I could care less. Okay. I'm gonna take a kicker with my last pick, I'll tell you that right now, and I don't care. Like yep. and yeah. and I'll have Several different kickers during the course of the season. I don't think much of them, but if that's part of the league, I can live with it. Yep. Tags is saying this now, but he's going to reach for a kicker in the 12th because he thinks it's going to help him. I just went with Ezekiel <sighs> Elliott. I went Christian McCaffrey last time. And, uh, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, I've actually moved McCaffrey down in my rankings from two to three. Um, so I'm going with Zeke here. And it is now to you, the athletic Funston. Yeah, I think top four is where you want to be. And even fourth, I'll take Alvin Kamara, half yeah. of PPR, anything like that. I think those four running backs, um, you know, you're pretty happy if you can get any one of them. Yeah. Tags, are you putting your money where your mouth is and going with Todd Gurley here? No, no, I don't have, I don't have Gurley. I'm just messing for anyone listening. It was a joke. Yeah, no, I don't have Gurley in my top five anymore, but, um, you guys, I was hoping that Camaro would fall. Um, he's somebody that I would actually debate taking at number three. I think I probably would take him at number three. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Funston, congrats on that. And I am left with, um, the less reliable. I just want to confirm, is this a PPR draft or is this standard Bobby? Uh, This is half PPR. Half standard. Okay. So it's right in the middle. That's fine. Um, so wide receivers are nice but at the same time there are going to be no workhorse running backs by the time it gets back to me in the second round because it'll be the uh what seventh pick or eighth pick in the second round or something like that so i'm just going to go ahead and take melvin gordon here um 42 of the experts are telling me to take david johnson which is just kind of crazy um to take david johnson over melvin gordon here gordon is just like the definition of consistent like he's just been out there he's been performing you know every single year ever since his rookie year he's been scoring touchdowns that's that's a run first team that continues to build the offensive line i melvin gordon don't overthink it in your draft i think david johnson comes with plenty of upside but would you guys take david johnson over melvin gordon I think I'd also consider Le'Veon Bell right there as well in, a, wow. in any kind of a PPR setting. I, you know, 
I don't I don't love the situation the move from Pittsburgh to the Jets, but he's going to have a massive massive workload, and you know that's that's most of the way what you need in fantasy. Yeah, I've got I've got David Johnson by a hair over Melvin Gordon, but you could flip flop him. It's really close for me. Yeah, this is a, a tough point in the draft too because like I'm going to I'm going to go with my. Um, I feel like I always want to get a top 12 running back and I want to get a top 12 wide receiver. And I know if I pass on wide receiver here, I'm not going to land one because I know who I'm drafting with and AJ Green is going to go before it gets back to me. So yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let a guy fall that Bobby's going to be excited about. Uh, I'm just going to take Antonio Brown here. I, um, I definitely have some concerns about him, but when you talk about volume, I posted a tweet earlier today about wide receivers and how we're starting, we're slowly losing like monster target, like, like uh, wide receivers that are targeted a ton. Um, from 2012 to 2016, there was an average of over 30 wide receivers per year seeing 110 or more targets. That number is down to 19 and a half the last couple of years. So we're losing some of those workhorse wide receivers. Antonio Brown, you know, is is Ben Roethlisberger the one who carried him or did he carry Ben Roethlisberger? You could say it any way you want, but Antonio Brown's going to remain efficient. He's, you know, he's, he, he hasn't declined in his skill set. His route running is still there. He's going to get targeted a ton. He's still a wide receiver one. I think this is a good pick, but the thing is, Tags, you just missed out on Michael Thomas at pick two seven. How pumped would you have been? <laughs> I would have been jumping out of my chair because uh, Michael Thomas should be a first round pick. <laughs> So, you know, you passed on my guy, but there's no way that he drops past Funston and Team 3, who picks before me. So, no. uh, Brandon, who are you going with? Yeah, well, I just got sniped. I was going to take Antonio Brown right there, but I will go with Mike Evans just because I, I like the depth and there's a bunch of running backs <laughs> left on the board. Uh, Mike Evans had 1,500 yards last year, and it was it felt like felt like a bad year, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I love Bruce Arians there. I like that Deshaun Jackson's out of the way. Adam Humphreys, it's pretty much Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. We know Bruce Arians likes to go vertical. Um, so I expect another big year from Mike Evans. I think he's a solid, safe kind of pick at this point. Yeah, his touchdowns were down a little bit, and that could definitely bump back up. Uh, George Kittle was taken before me, too, which means my guy uh, is still there. Yep. Tags is super mad. I already know I who you're Dalvin taking here. It's, it's a given. On top of Ezekiel Elliott and... I mean, everyone knows I would take Dalvin Cook in the top 10 picks. I'm not joking either. I'm a huge believer in him as a workhorse this year in the passing game. He's extremely elusive. I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a heyday this year. And I just got him at pick 23 to pair with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, before I make my pick, I want to see. So I've got two more picks in between me, and I want to see who I'm hoping for. That way I can be really disappointed if uh, if I get sniped. (laughs) I've got Marlon Mack here ahead of Damian Williams. Um, I wouldn't quite consider Aaron Jones yet, but I love him. AJ Green, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, I would all take over T.Y. Hilton. So I'll get one of those guys. And uh, I think right now I'd prefer to get Mac and then just chilled on running backs for a while. So let's go ahead and pick Dalvin Cook. Andrew Luck is gone. Zach Ertz is gone. I would have liked to get one of those top three tight ends. I didn't even think about Ertz there, but so I've got my, my choice between Marlon Mack, Keenan Allen, AJ Green, and Amari Cooper. Um, while I'm thinking about this, I'm going to pull up the draft board for those of you watching on YouTube, just so you can see what has happened. And I just um, want to be, this is, this is the cool part of draft wizard is that it changes it up. You know, some people have said on our past episodes that quarterbacks go f- earlier than they do in expert leagues. And that's very true. You know, most of the time you're going to see Patrick Mahomes go in the second round and that's exactly what happened in this mock draft. So you're going to get things all over the place. You're going to, yeah. uh, when you do, when you do drafts inside the draft wizard, you're going to see quarterbacks go in the second round. You're going to see sometimes Patrick Mahomes falling to the end of the third round. Uh, but most of the time he's not going to fall past that. So it, it's a combination of things. So it's not the same draft you're doing every time. I just saw team 12 has the worst start 
I have ever seen in, in like the hundred <laughs> mock drafts I've done. They went Todd Gurley, Patrick Mahomes Oof. at the one two turn. People, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, that, I mean, we're going to see a lot of that, though, in these public leagues when they start out. Yeah. That, like when the general public is drafting, uh, a lot of people are still going to believe in Gurley as a first round talent. I don't quite have him there, but Patrick Mahomes at 13. Give me a break, man. Brandon, where are you at on Gurley? Are you? I mean, I know Brad, your your colleague, your on the on the podcast you guys do together. Uh, Brad Evans, for those who don't know who I'm referring to, um, he put Gurley. What did he put him down outside of his top 15 running backs? Are you in wow. that camp with him, or are you on the opposite end? Uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not in his camp, but I'm not on the opposite end either. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. We just did a poll about. So Todd Gurley averaged 22 and a half touches per game last year, and asked everybody where they thought he would end up this year. And I, I landed on 16 as a number. I think like 13 to 14 carries, three to four catches per game seems about right. I do believe they're going to. I think Daryl Henderson's more than the guy they want to be there in case Gurley gets knocked. I think they want to, you know, minimize his workload a bit from week one and throughout the season. So I think we'll see, you know, five, six less touches per game. Yeah, I mean, then that's fair. I, even if he does that, he's still going to be worth a like a second round pick. Like, and there's no way he gets the touchdowns he's been getting. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just not going to happen. For so sure, I, I think he's great. Yeah, even if he took 25 percent off his fantasy points over the last two years, he'd still be the RB one in that time. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to take a step backward, but Todd Gurley's going to be awesome again. Okay, guys, I'm going to take my pick, and this is going to guarantee that I'm not going to win. But I want to, <laughs> I want to be true to myself. So, sure. uh, I am going to take. Josh Jacobs. And okay. the reason I'm going to take him, because I think it's going to be all Antonio Brown and Josh Jacobs. Again, I I look for a huge opportunity workload. Um, rookie running backs, I think there was four in the top 18 last year. We've seen three straight years where there's been a rookie running back in the top two. Philip Lindsay was like a top eight running back last year, and he wasn't even drafted. I, I, I don't worry at all about a guy never playing a snap in the NFL. If you have talent, yeah. you have opportunity, and you're going to be a three-down running back, uh, then I'm completely okay with that. So I think Josh Jacobs, he's a top 10 running back in my mind, and uh, wow. I'll, take, I'll take him here. Brandon, I, I don't have him myself that high, but I totally love going out and getting your guy. I mean, I'd prefer Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. Um, but behind that, Josh Jacobs is going to be, he's going to be a workhorse. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's also a good excuse to have built in that, you know, I reached for a guy and that's why it doesn't like my grade. Otherwise, you know, yeah, you sound like exactly. tags and you're just like blaming the algorithm and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, would Josh Jacobs fall to the fourth? Maybe. Um, but, but there's quite, there's quite a gap in between picks. So I understand it. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs, the reason I wouldn't take him in the third, uh, is I do believe there's upside here, but the, the question is how much upside does the offense have? And if the, so basically you're by drafting him in the third, we're assuming that he's, uh, you know, a 20 touch running back in, in, in that team. But, uh, but the question is, can they support him like reaching that top, you know, top six running back? Otherwise you're drafting him with little to no equity. And that's my only issue uh, with him in the third. I, I like Josh Jacobs. I, I wonder, can he hold up to, you know, a big workload because he never really had that in college. Uh, but it's, I, I, like I said, we do like the idea of going to get your guy, because if you like someone, get them. I mean, I'm, yeah. I followed through on that in the pick right after you. I took Leonard Fournette. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> if Fournette is there in the third, I'll take him there every single time just because it's like he's a guy that's guaranteed a workload. You don't find running backs that are guaranteed 20 touches per game in the third round. That just doesn't happen. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs is someone that uh, he's not guaranteed 20 touches a game. Is it possible? Sure. I just worry about the, the state of the offense uh, and like what you're getting in terms of like overall upside with him you know i'm really surprised you didn't take aj green 
Green was there, but that's the thing is like Fournette and Green. If those guys are both on the board, it's going to be harder for me to find a workhorse running back than it is a wide receiver. And to be fair, when I did that, AJ Green, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and um, and Brandon Cooks were still on the board, and I was like, oh, I could take one of those guys if they fall back. Unfortunately, none of them did. Yeah, Tyreek Hill was taken by the way too by the same team that took Gurley and Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) All or nothing. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, that's rough right there. Oh, uh, man. Back to you, Tags. You got 20 seconds, man. The fourth round is not an area you, that I really You going like. with Hall of Famer Julian Edelman? I actually am debating him um, because oh, the, the running back on. position, I have Gordon and I have Fournette. I don't really need to reach for a running back here. I think I am going to take Julian Edelman. Oh, Tags. You're taking him over Sammy Watkins? Yeah, I do. I actually have him ranked over Sammy. I have Watkins at wide receiver 20. I have Edelman, I think it's 16 or 17. Wow, dude. But he's, hold on. You didn't say he's not a Hall of Famer. Can you at least clarify? He's, that not, he's a not a Hall of Famer. Famer. He's a playoff Hall of Famer. I, you're making me worried, man. You're sitting here taking Julian Edelman in the fourth round and didn't say he wasn't a Hall of Famer. I don't know who you are if that's the case. <laughs> no, I, like, you know, with Rob Gronkowski gone, Sony Michelle's dealing with knee issues. Like, there's no familiarity right now with, with Tom Brady. And we know Tom Brady yep. works out in the offseason with Julian Edelman. Some people think Nikhil Harry is going to come in and just, you know, automatically be a, a guy that you could just plug into fantasy lineups. Julian Edelman's always been that guy. So he's like, you know, in Dynasty, you could, you know, the, the end is coming uh, with him and Brady. I'm, they, maybe they retire together. I don't know. But Julian Edelman, when he was on the field last year, he was money. He was like a high-end wide receiver, too, practically every single week. You're right. All right, All guys. right. It is to you, Brandon, in yeah. the fourth round. And I – so here's my deal. I, there's about four or five wide receivers I have ranked very closely together, and I'm six picks away from my second pick. So I'm going to gamble that one of those guys will fall because I won't get one of them to come back to me on the comeback. So I think right now the guy I love – there's one running back I really love left, and that's – carry on Johnson so I better get him queued up and drafted so he's gonna be my third running back in the top four picks um but we got a flex here and I'm and I'm okay with that it's gonna be a very run heavy team uh CJ Anderson's there now but uh you know if CJ if carry on Johnson can stay healthy he's one of the top uh you know three down backs in the league all right it is to me at pick 4 11 47th overall uh if I didn't have three running backs already I'd be grabbing Chris Carson right here Uh, As it is, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers. He's ECR 50. And um, Deshaun Watson is still there. I like Aaron Rodgers more than Watson. I like Aaron Rodgers more than Andrew Luck. I like Aaron Rodgers more than Patrick Mahomes. And Tags, I know you're with me as well. If he's there at the end of the fourth, I'm grabbing him every single time. But I'm looking at the draft board right now. The team who's drafting two picks before me, they already drafted Andrew Luck at the Mm -hmm. end of the second round. So I don't need to grab Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm going to get myself a wide receiver. Team one's almost definitely taking a wide receiver or maybe two of them. Uh, Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Alshon, Sammy Watkins. It's really hard for me between Godwin and Watkins. I don't know what's going to happen with Hill. So I'm going to take Godwin. Godwin's my dude. And uh, it's funny, Tags. We were trashing on Davis a little bit, Davis Maddock a couple episodes ago for taking Chris Godwin in the fourth. Here I am. I'm doing it. No, I think he took him in the third. I think that he reached Did he? Okay, yeah, that I makes think me it was feel the third, a lot but, better. But you're also at the tail end of the fourth. We're basically at the fifth round. So, the, I mean, yeah. this is where Godwin should be going. Like, I, I mean, I understand why people want to talk about the breakout, but if you really are, are expecting better than like a wide receiver 18 to 22 finish, it, you basically have to expect regression from Mike Evans and say that he's not going to get as many targets or OJ Howard's not going to stay healthy, whatever the case may be, but it's going to yeah. be tough for both those guys. 
So I got Chris Godwin, and like I said, at the turn, they grabbed two wide receivers, DJ Moore and Sammy Watkins. I might have thought about Watkins over Aaron Rodgers because I could have waited and got myself a quarterback, James Winston, maybe. I like Dak Prescott at the very end of drafts. He's got two great weeks to start the season up as a streamer. And if you're playing the streaming game, I don't see a better option than Dak Prescott. Um, but Sammy Watkins was taken, so I'm going Aaron Rodgers, like I said, reaching a little bit over Deshaun Watson. This is going to hurt my grade. Because I can tell you right now, Draft Wizard likes Deshaun Watson maybe 15, 20 points better than Aaron Rodgers, but I want the best team. And I'll tell you what, right now with Zeke, uh, Dalvin Cook, Marlon Mack, Aaron Rodgers, and Chris Godwin, I feel pretty good about it. Godwin is your wide receiver one. How would you feel about that, Brandon? Uh, I love Chris Godwin. He would have been my pick here. Uh, and I, sorry, you know, it would have, this would have been the second mock draft this week where I took both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as my first two wide receivers. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of there's a lot of targets vacated there with Adam Humphreys and Deshaun Jackson gone. So I know that there is still you know a crowd with OJ Howard, but that's going to be a team that's going to throw the ball a lot, and I think that they're going to both be able to eat in that. Offense. Tags, he was trying to be really nice, but what he's saying is he agrees with me. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I'm going to be wrong on some of the players. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm up, huh? Uh, I got another dilemma here, and it's a it's between the two Tylers, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tyler Boyd, which is a little bit further down your guys' list, but okay. I like Tyler Boyd. Uh, his secondary metrics very good. He averaged uh, with half a season with AJ Green. He was on pace for 98 catches, so I'm not really worried about AJ wow. Green's uh, presence coming back. So uh, Zach Taylor there should be a little bit more dynamic of an offense. So I'm going to go Tyler Boyd. I like Tyler Lockett, but you know, a lot of people making talk about how he's the, the true number one guy, you know, there, I think he had a, a crazy lucky year in terms of touchdowns. And to be honest, Doug Baldwin wasn't really much of a threat to him last year because of the injuries. So I think it's kind mm-hmm. of more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wonder how Tyler Lockett's going to hold up, you know, if, if he does see that 120 targets or whatever that some are predicting. And I, I just think it's going to be tough for him to live up to that. So kinda- I'm not as much of a Tyler Lockett guy, but I'll tell you what, uh, in those two years where he was playing with that injury and coming back from it or whatever, mm-hmm. he was nowhere near as good as he was last season. Last season, he was actually a very good football player and the touchdown rate's not going to be there. But, um, you know, with Baldwin gone and everything, he's he's probably the wide receiver one. I think David Moore is going to be in the conversation, but... Um, I, I don't have a problem with Tyler Lockett. It's just the week to week thing. I'm not sure what to expect, really. Yeah, no, it, and it's fair. Um, all right. So Tags, we're going to find out right now if you care more about winning this draft <laughs> or building your favorite. Well, roster. I, no, experts are experts are telling me 40 percent Cooper Cup and I'm not taking Cooper Cup. I'm going to actually go down to the third guy on the list that they're telling me. And it's uh, Devonta Freeman. So I am not. Okay. I've been on record on this show is talking about someone Devonta Freeman. I was not drafting because he was going in the third round. I'm in the middle of the fifth round here, and I'm getting a running back tied to a top 10 offense. That's value right there. Like, I, th- at some point in the draft, you you take the value when it's presented to you. We know Devonta Freeman presents upside. I don't think it's there anymore. I think that Devonta Freeman's going to finish as an RB2 if he stays healthy. Like, even if he stays healthy all 16 games, I think he's in the RB2 range. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. We're in the middle of the fifth round. I'm filling a flex spot with Devonta Freeman. I'm well, okay with why, that. Why are you not into his upside? Just you think he's kind I don't. Of- I don't like Dirk. A little bit. I think Dirk Hutter's awful. I, I <laughs> like I, I'm 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 100 against him. I I feel like Atlanta's For running run game, backs. His running his running backs were terrible when he was there in Atlanta. He went to Tampa Bay. They were terrible in Tampa Bay. It didn't even matter who. And I know the offensive line was not good in Tampa. I get that. But Atlanta was building something. I hope he turns this around because Devonta Freeman is a fun running back to watch. It has nothing to do with his talent, but more to do with the offensive scheme. And that Dirk Cutter has never been able to have a successful run game. 
is that's my gripe with with Atlanta. I think the wide receiver is going to be worth a ton. Uh, but Freeman as a flex, yeah, I give me him all day. I think he was the RB seventeen. The running back left was RB twenty one. I think. Yeah, the twenty. It, it was a good pick, yeah. man. I thought you were going to go with Mike Williams. No, and well, now now that it's come back to me, Mike Williams is still on the board, and so is Calvin Ridley. Those guys are in the same territory. Tight ends are there. Uh, I'm going to go with the breakout potential breakout player, and I'm going to take Mike Williams. I will back that up. Um, in the sixth round, Mike Williams he scored a ton of touchdowns last year. I get it. He scored ten touchdowns on 66 targets. That's not going to happen again. He's going to regress, but he's also going to get a lot more targets. So Mike Williams is my wide receiver three. I feel like I can live with the ups and downs if there is ups and downs in his production, and hoping for that you know top 15 upside. Hmm. All right, Brandon, it is to you. And if uh, if you take my guy, I wanted Mike Williams. I knew he wasn't going to drop, but I, I have another gonna, guy. I was going to take Mike Williams there. Uh, so oh, you were? Okay. I was, Please I don't ruin my draft yeah. for me because I don't know what to do if I take him. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, uh, man, I think I'm going to go with a tight end here, guys. I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. Nice. Uh, Ooh, like- man. Did you want, did you want oh. Hunter Henry? Oh, I wanted Hunter Henry. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I, I, I was talking earlier in the draft about how tags ruined my draft. I think he took like two tight ends and the second one was Hunter Henry and he did it just to spite me. And that's what ruined my draft last time. Now I get Hunter Henry. My life is complete. <laughs> oh, I don't man. mind Evan Ingram over Hunter Henry at all. I mean, I've got Henry higher. Tags, I think you have Ingram higher. Is that yeah, right? I have Ingram higher than Henry. It, it's close. Ingram's yeah. going to get a lot of targets. Yeah, and sure. I, I thought Henry there as well. I, I, I'm with you guys. It's kind of a coin flip. Yep. You know, I'd like uh, Marvin Jones here. That would be nice if he dropped. Otherwise, I'm. Mm, it's either him or Latavius Murray is my number four running back. So let's see what happens here. Marvin Jones is gone. All right, so you took Hunter Henry. I took Hunter Henry. So I can go wide receiver two right now and get Dante Pettis, maybe reach for Golden Tate. Or I can get my fourth running back, and I've got Latavius <laughs> Murray way. I'm going Latavius Murray. I mean, I like I said, I've got him in my top. I think he's RB21 for me right now. I'd take him in the top 50 picks if I had to. I don't have to. Um, I'm taking him right now at pick 74, but I'm a big believer in Latavius Murray this season. So, Brandon, I want to get your take on this. So, Bobby took Aaron Rodgers in the fifth and Hunter Henry in the sixth. My Here's my take on this. I'm not against taking a quarterback, a stud quarterback in the fifth round. I'm fine with that. I am not against Hunter Henry in the sixth round, but here's my take, and I want to see if you agree. I don't think you can do both. I don't think you could take right. both a quarterback and a tight end in the top six rounds. I think it puts you too far behind the eight ball at the other positions. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm with you. It's running backs and wide receivers. Uh, it, and so I just took Ingram last time. I wouldn't take a quarterback right here because I've seen too many drafts where you can get a Carson Wentz or a, you know Jameis Winston or you know guys that have potential to finish top six, top seven that are going, you know, outside the top 10 at the quarterback position, get those guys crazy late. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, am I up? Is that, was that what's going on here? Uh, That's see. right. You're up in the seventh round here. And I could use a starting wide receiver still. Uh, <laughs> you and Bobby both. Mm, this is a, Bobby has Chris Godwin as his only receiver through seven rounds. He's going to regret <laughs> hey, we'll this. See, we'll see what Draft Wars it says at the end tags. You save your trash talk. I want to see it. And remember, right. I'm in charge of the fantasy feud game. <laughs> I can change the scores. <laughs> I right, this is going to be a curveball. And uh, we'll see what you guys think of this one as well. But I am a big D.D. Westbrook guy. I, John Filippo there in Jacksonville is going to throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, Dante, Dante Moncrief is gone. I think in a in a PPR or half PPR setting, you can see a decent amount of catches from D.D. Westbrook. I like Dante Pettis. 
there's a lot more noise around him this year with with all the rookies that they drafted. Um, but he would have been my other choice. Yeah. Oh, you man. know, I'm not a big fan of Nick Foles, but I do think D.D. Westbrook's the number one there. So um, yeah, he's probably going to get plenty yeah. of targets. I don't know what to expect from that. those either. receivers there. It's, yeah, who knows? It's, it's, it's really if D.D. Westbrook was a top 20 wide receiver, I wouldn't flinch. If he wasn't a top 50 wide receiver, I wouldn't flinch. Jacksonville's just so much up in the air. And if he's your guy, go get your guy. Mm-hmm. It's dependent upon Leonard Fournette having a great year and, you know, and kind of providing a lot of balance there. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's talk that he's going, Fournette's going to be a big part of that passing game this year, which will be interesting. I'll kind of believe that when I see it. Yeah. Offensive lines finally healthy too, at least for now. We'll see. Tags, who are you taking? Baker Mayfield is off the board. Oh man, are you serious? Quarterback started going, man. Now there's ten of them off the board, so it's just like they started Ooh. flying. So I was just like, if I have a chance to get a guy that I have as a top six quarterback, I was like, eh. I didn't feel great. Wow. The, the only reason I did it is because I was looking at the other options, and there were there were a few options at running back I knew would fall. Um, and at wide receiver, I wasn't really like in love with the guys. Like Sterling Shepard is fine. Like I, he's the one I actually debated, but I'm not. I'm not all out. And then tight ends. I, I've already waited long enough on tight end. I'm not I'm not going to go all in on tight end because I've just waited too long. Uh, so, Brandon, I know that you are waiting for a quarterback. That makes a lot of sense. But if you were taking a quarterback right there, would you have taken Baker Mayfield or one of the guys who went next? Matt Ryan, Russell West, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson <laughs> or uh, or Drew Brees? Uh, I have I have Baker Mayfield higher. So I would have okay. taken ba- Baker Mayfield. Um, so I'm alone. I, Matt Ryan has led the league in fantasy points at any position over the last three years. So I'm still a big Matt Ryan guy. I've got him as my number three quarterback. I know that's a lot higher than everybody else, but um, I, I tags, I get it. Baker Mayfield's good, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to take a guy. That we t- yeah. If I'm you're gonna, not buying into dirt cut, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, it's all right. I, I, I don't dislike Matt Ryan. I really don't. I just think he's fine. I think he's a guy that you grab. He's fine. You start him, and it, it is, it is what it is. And I think Mayfield has a little bit more upside than Matt Ryan does. Um, yeah, he's but, got legs too. Yeah, and he didn't use his legs last year. That's one underrated portion. I'm gonna go with a guy we talked about in the in the last podcast, and uh, no. a guy that's a potential breakout candidate. And I'm taking Rashad Penny here. Um, we're currently at the point where it's like this is I have him as a bench receiver as a guy that could potentially break out. You know, he, I think you could own both Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, and I think that they'll both perform at like a top thirty yeah. level. I think they run the ball. I think that last year they averaged I think it was around thirty two rushing attempts per game. So, and if Chris Carson's dinged up, you know, Mike Davis is gone. They they've never shown any confidence in CJ Procise. So I think Rashad Penny has breakout potential even with Chris Carson healthy. But if Carson, you know, he already had his knee scoped. I think it's possible that Penny has a breakout season, even if Carson's healthy. You're right. All right. And I'm up. And this isn't a normal draft because I don't think uh, we would see this many quarterbacks off the board, maybe in like a standard experts league. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the, the crowd here because I like Carson Wentz a lot. Um, and so I'm going to take Carson Wentz as the 11th quarterback off the board sooner than yeah. I'd like to take him. But, you know, a couple, you know, a couple of years ago, top six quarterback, he, you know, improved in 280 yards per game, um, 7.7 YPA. All the numbers went up last year. He just didn't get as many touchdowns as the year before, but you got Deshaun Jackson. I really like Dallas Goddard kind of stepping up this year. I really like his weapons there. So as long as he can stay healthy, I think he is a safe top 10 play. And remember, it was just two years ago that he was, in, he was you know, basically playing at MVP level. So. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really good lesson for a lot of people listening at home because you're right. In an experts league, this would not happen. We'd be looking at the 11th quarterback going off the board in round 14, 15 mm-hmm. instead of round eight. Mm-hmm. But when you're at home in your home league and your friends and family start picking all these quarterbacks, you've got two choices. 
Either you can get in with the crowd and get your quarterback now, or you can start Joe Flacco every week. Which one are you going to do? I think Brandon nailed yeah. it right here. Yeah, you can't count on teams sitting on their one quarterback either. Correct. It's, you know, they'll start yep. adding a second quarterback. And if you're waiting and waiting, that's just going to screw you even more. Yeah, if you're in a 12-team league, like I think that's an important point that we should hammer home is that I know some people will be listening to like, these quarterbacks are going way too early. But in most home leagues, that's why we look at ADP. ADP signifies what's the most common. And it's most common that all these quarterbacks do go. Um so in home leagues, when they take quarterbacks that early, they do take backup quarterbacks almost the majority of the time. Let's say that 75% of the teams took a backup quarterback. Then all of a sudden there's, you know, there's 20 teams or 20 quarterbacks off the board and you're looking at guys like Sam Darnold, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. You know, you can stream those guys, sure, but it's not ideal. Let's just say that. It's not fun. No. Tags, when you said you were taking someone we talked about last episode... I thought you were going Golden Tate, man, because I just talked about him the round before I thought about taking him Mm. and he ended up dropping all the way to me. And I could not be more excited, especially because after I took Golden Tate, the next team let my next guy slide Kiki QT. So I've got my three boys, Chris Godwin, Golden Tate, Kiki QT is my wide receivers. And, uh, you know, that's not great for wide receivers, but considering the three running backs I got in the first three rounds, feeling good about it. Oh, man. I, um, Kiki QT is, uh, he's a, he's what, he's like the a button that people are pushing. Like a lot of people like him a ton this year. I just yeah, over under 250 targets. Kiki QT. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what's your take on the offense there in Houston? Like, is there enough targets to go around to support all three of those guys? Well, you got, you got to assume that, you know, sometime around week seven, week eight, Will Fuller is going to be out for the year. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I think he's, he's the guy that's going to be consistent and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins will as well, but you know, Will Will Fuller is the guy that's going to have the high ceiling, low floor from week to week. Uh, I think you can count on Kuti and some sort of a PPR setup to be, you know, maybe not the guy that's going to win you week to week, but someone who's going to give you serviceable numbers most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Tags, you should be really glad QT dropped to me because if not, I was going to reach for Ronald Jones just to make sure you didn't get him. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying that because now Brandon's probably going to take it. Yeah. No, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Nikhil Harry uh, just because there's an opportunity there for him to, you know, I love Julian Edelman this year if he stays healthy because I think Brady's going to go to him a lot, but you know, they, they showed a lot of, um, I don't know what you want to call it. They just showed a lot of faith in, in Harry taking him in the end of the first round like that. And I think I, he was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out. I watched him a lot out here in the West and in the Pac-12. And I think he's going to be a very good one. It's just about how quickly he can get up to speed. But I yeah. like players in New England getting up to speed faster than most other places. I know they're not excited about what he's been doing lately, but I, I believe in the talent. I believe in Bill Belichick. Um, I, I'm not quite taking him that high, but, um, for everyone saying, Hey, I don't think he's good for a redraft league this year. I think he's a great flyer. And especially if you've already got Edelman, you're tying yourself to the points that you know, are going to be there in new England. Um, now tags, you did take Ronald Jones a couple picks later. Somebody took Peyton Barber. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to take Peyton Barber, that's fine. I guess. By the way, Peyton Barber went before Daryl Henderson. This is the latest I've, I've seen Daryl Henderson drop in a month. Yeah, he's uh, he's. I mean, he's not going to go this late in most casual leagues. Like people right. are going to start taking him in the sixth round, which is just crazy, um, because they want to handcuff their running backs. But uh, yeah, I I'm so, pretty- yeah. So pick Malcolm Brown, not Daryl Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, I'm I'm upset. That I wanted Anthony Miller to fall to me. He went two picks before this one, so I didn't get Anthony yeah. Miller for my bench. Uh, so instead, I'm going to take another upside receiver. I'm going to take Geronimo Allison. 
a guy that I was really high on last year. Um, I told people that he probably could fill a wide receiver three spot on your team, and he was being drafted outside like the top 150 players for a long time. And uh, I, I mean, let's not forget, he was a top 30 wide receiver last year when he was healthy and on the field. I don't know why people are just crossing him off because of what Marquez Valdez Scantling, the guy who fell off as the year went on. Yeah, you mean the starter, Marquez <laughs> Valdez Scantling's the number two. Dude. I don't believe that. I don't believe it at all. I don't think Mar. I don't. I don't think Valdez Scantling can play on the perimeter. I think he's a big slot receiver. I think that's all he is. I think Allison is a guy that's going to start in the perimeter, and they're going to play Valdez Scantling in the slot, and then they're going to have the other guys compete for depth. Uh, but Allison is the one who Aaron Rodgers has talked about. He likes him an awful lot. Um, and when Aaron Rodgers likes someone, he's going to throw them the ball. So I'll take Jordan so you So Jake Kumaro, he likes Jake Kumaro that's more impossible. than Allison. Like I think he's an excellent dynasty stash. If you can get Jake Kumaro, he's probably available in you know 75% of dynasty leagues. You could probably get Jake Kumaro and put him on the end of your bench. I'm totally down with that. He's <laughs> not available in my leagues. I got him, baby. All right, Brandon, who are you taking here All in right. the uh, 10th round? Give people something to think about again. I'm going to go with Dante Moncrief. Everybody likes to talk about James Washington. Um you know, as a 4-3, I think it was a 4-3 guy with an 85% spark score. Well, Don, Dante Moncrief had the same numbers in the NFL Combine as well. Um, I believe he's only two or three years older than James Washington, but he has five years of NFL experience. They went out and got him in free agency. Obviously, there's a huge void to fill with Antonio Brown. I'm not 100 – like, I'm more confident in Dante, Dante Moncrief if he stays healthy being the guy that steps up more than James Washington. Um, so that's – that's the guy I'm going to own in a lot of leagues, and I already have started. I, I own him in a few leagues already. All right. I can't figure out who I want to draft here because, you know, I've already got four running backs, and they're they're really good ones, so I probably don't need another yet. But if I want to grab a running back, now's the time to do it with Austin Eckler and Naheem Hines, who are both going to contribute. Um, I love Carlos Hyde as well. In fact, I'm probably going to take him on the way back around. So I'm going to go get my wide receiver right now. I, I like Devin Funches. I'm fine with Deshaun Hamilton, but for me, I just said it, it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Let's do this thing. Hmm. Yeah, mm. Funches, I, I, I probably would, I, I, the Funches pick I would have liked. Um, I think that he's someone with kind of sneaky upside, like touchdown upside anyways. Yeah, Funches is, is solid. Um, I'm looking at a couple other wide receivers later. David Moore is going to be there for me. I don't think anyone else is, is taking him. So I'm going to go get Carlos Hyde right now. Uh, I bet the Bears go within the next round as well. Um, this is the first draft we've done with defense special teams. Probably we're looking at round 11. Someone in your league is going to start to get the itch for defense. Probably. All right. Let's see. I'm on the All clock. Right. I don't think you guys liked my Dante Moncrief pick. I'm going to try to do something that you might like. A we're we're bit. both James Washington guys, but like yeah. Moncrief to I, me. I could definitely see drafting Dante Moncrief. It's not. I used there to are, There are players that have been picked in these mock drafts where I'm like, oh, no, what did that guy do? Yeah. You haven't had any of those yet. No, Moncrief, me. to me, like, he was someone I really liked back in Indy, and I was waiting for him to break out. I really was. Like, I, mm -hmm. I kept faith in him, and then he went to Jacksonville, and it's like, uh, and now he's onto his third team. It's like, I just don't think a guy gets passed around from team to team and then, like, has a breakout year. It, it, there's targets opened up for sure, uh, mm -hmm. but Roethlisberger and Tomlin just continue to talk up James Washington is all. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with Devin Singletary. I'm going back to the running backs. Um, I think there's a decent chance that Shady McCoy is a is a cut casualty in August. And I love Devin Singletary. I loved his, his film. For as small as he is, he ran between the tackles really well. I think he can be more than just a change of pace guy, and I think they're going to be very happy with him in Buffalo. And they got so many running backs there that it makes a lot of sense that they can cut loose of McCoy's salary there. I've said it before, and I think McCoy could be the starting running back in Tampa Bay. Um, oh, that makes a lot of you sense. You know, once once they yeah. cut him. Because Ronald Jones, is he's, he's fine. 
Uh, we'll see what happens there. But LaShawn McCoy, we know who he is, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they go out and get him. We've been talking about the Steelers here and the targets available. I'm thinking about doing the Vance dance right now. Um, do it, dude. You don't have a tight end yet. This I, is I your guy. I think, yeah, that's who I think yeah. I'm going with. It was either that or I'm going to, or I'm trying to push my luck and see if he'd be there. I'm not opposed to that just because like Delaney Walker, or Trey Burton are still there. Um, I'd be fine with either one of those. Let me look at the draft board real quick just to, let's see. Um, oh, there's a lot of teams there. Well, no, there's still two teams behind me without a tight end. Um, actually three, yep. there's three teams. So basically all of them can go. I don't, I, I don't want to put myself in that position. So pick predictor says 58% chance he's gone by your next. Pick. Yeah. I'm going to take Vans. I'm just going to get it over with. Like I, I, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll take Vance mm-hmm. McDonald. Brandon, if you're at this stage in the draft and you need a tight end, you go on Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, uh, De- Delaney Walker, Jack Doyle. hundred percent Vance McDonald. I, I okay. like him a lot. I haven't ranked in my top 10, um, tight ends as well. So I, I agree. I think there's a huge opportunity. Obviously, Jesse James gone to uh, Detroit. And uh, yeah, and Antonio Brown there, there's going to have to be multiple guys stepping up. So I can see, you know, McDonald doing very well. And Bobby, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not taking the Bears. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I know Bobby's going to do it because, well, Bobby's trying to win this thing. Um, so trying to win. Dude, I already got this wrapped up. I could take the Green Bay Packers defense right now and win this I thing. don't believe you. I am going to um, let's see here. <laughs> I think I was going to draft. I think I'm going to do something Bears, stupid here. I'm just going to reach for my guy, um, just because like I know what's going to happen if I don't. Uh, I'm just looking at the board just to make sure there's nothing else I want. Devonte Parker. That's actually who I'm going to draft. Yes. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. At the end of the twelfth round, I'm okay with it. Um, so. The, the, the guys on the board that experts were telling me to draft here were John Brown and DK Metcalf. Like Metcalf, we're hoping he gets on the field as much as Parker will. Uh, there's not a lot of targets to go around Seattle. They throw the ball like 420 times, 430 last year. John Brown tied to Josh Allen. I'm not a big fan of that. Jamison Crowder tied to the Jets. There's just a lot of targets to go. I mean, there's a lot of pieces there. Yeah. Uh, there's just nothing sexy about those picks. I don't like them. On my bench, I want someone with upside. And I think Devontae Parker has shown in the NFL level he has top 24 wide receiver upside. I'm with you, Tags. I like the pick, man. How about you, Brandon? Are you going to you ram my parade? I've told myself that I've closed the door on Devontae Parker, but I haven't really. I've, <laughs> I, I've left it. I've left it slightly ajar. I haven't been able to quit that guy. And I Same. kind of agree. Like, I'm I'm willing to embrace a, you know, a post-hype breakout here. So um, I'm, I'm okay with that pick. And. I'm on the clock here, and I have a quarterback who has missed eight games the last two years. So I know this, again, is not going to help my overall draft grade, but you might as well swing for the fences. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Mm. get five, 600 rushing yards. He's a better passer than Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen mm-hmm. and in a great in a better system. So we saw those guys you know, play QB1 level down the stretch last year. I think Kyler Murray can be that guy the entire season. I want to ask you guys this about Kyler Murray, okay? So... We know they drafted him 1-1. The backup quarterback, I think, is Brett Hundley in Arizona. There, there's no chance Kyler Murray doesn't start. He's starting. Anymore, that's right? that's like yeah, the, okay. the worst like story of the offseason. It's the worst. Now, what about Car- <laughs> what about Carson Wentz? He says the back is still bothering him. You guys remember, he missed mm-hmm. week 14, 15, 16, 17 in the playoffs. Is he going to be ready to go? Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think so. I think what okay. I did, though, if you draft Carson Wentz, you you have to you know you have to double down with somebody you really like. As Agree. Backup. Yeah. That that's why I was saying it is, uh, yeah. I, th- I think that you did the right thing there, getting Kyler Murray because um, he may. I think he has lots of upside, but even if he's not there with the passing, he's got a safe floor game to game. 
and right. the upside. Yeah. I am on record right now. I, I talked about Kyler Murray and how I have concerns about him, but if he plays all 16 games, he's going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we just thought, I mean, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson didn't throw the ball well. They were, they were putting up top 12 numbers down mm-hmm. the stretch as well, just because of those rushing, rushing yards, the duality. It's huge. Jameson Crowder is still there for me. So I'm going to pull the trigger on him as my wide receiver five. And uh, the Bears are still there. That's who I'm going to take. They're they're by far the best defense. <laughs> I told you guys. I told well, you. Well, I know, Tags. After you said it, I was like, yeah, you're right. That's who I want to take. Um, and I would do this in real life, too. This It's round 13. We're two rounds earlier than the than the defenses are going. I think they're by far the best. You can start them each and every Shame week. I'd start you, them against the Packers. Shame on you. Um, there's no other defense that you can say that about. So, yeah, I'm going Bears. I don't. We shame him. Everyone Brandon, listening shame at home him? knows this is a real thing and not me trying to win the draft. <laughs> it is. It's, it's 100% him trying to win the draft. If if they are counting uh, top defenses picked earlier than the last couple rounds as points for you, you guys need to change your algorithm. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm up. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go with... And we just had recent talk from James Conner. They think there's going to be a decent distribution of touches in the backfield. And I'm going to go with Jalen Samuels. I don't think he gets talked about enough. Um, he's going to be their their change of pace guy. But I think he's going to get some some touches and carries as well. I think he might be a sneaky eight touch per week kind of guy uh, all around. And then if James Conner gets hurt, we know he can do well as a lead guy there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Um, tags, tags is mad because he knows he lost. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I'm coming back, and DK Metcalf's still on the board, and he's someone I've, I'm contemplating. Just and I talked about my concerns with him. I still have concerns, but you know, there's upside there. Um, it's. I'm trying to talk through this. Uh, do I take mm-hmm. him? Do I do I take another tight end to pair with Vance McDonald because we got, we know he's not a sure thing, um, but. Man, this is tough. I dude, go just go Greg Zerline. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. I will not do that. Um, let's see. Um, you know what? I actually, I can do. I can do it with my next pick. I'm gonna take Trey Burton here, and I already know who my next pick's gonna be. I'll take Burton. Um, to pair with Vance McDonald, and uh, you know, Burton was Good someone call. that people were drafting as a top like eight fantasy tight end last year, and we've already forgotten that. Um, Guil- guilty. And- he was a top eight fantasy pl- performer yeah. last year. Where's my guy? Did he get in a terrible year for tight ends? Oh. But yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he was taken. Justice Hill. Oh, Damian Harris. I was gonna draft oh, him. He that went... was my next pick too. Oh, Jesus, that's terrible. Um, I he was just an upside running back. I have plenty of running backs, but I felt like that was a great just guy to stick on my bench. Um, all right. So we're to the point now. All right. So we have defense, kicker, and I have one more bench spot. Let's see who I like here. <sighs> Man, this is ugly. I don't even think about I'm gonna it. I'm going to go with DK Metcalf just because okay. I'm, I'm going to be true to myself here and I'm not going to take a defense. I'm not going to I'm not going to go a defense in the 14th round. I'm waiting until the 15th. <laughs> Man, I have no idea who I want here. Um, yeah, I wanted Damian Harris. Uh, Same. Let's see. Yep. And I kind of wanted uh, Austin Hooper as like the second tight end if I was going to take one. Uh, Is he gone now? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he just went. So... There's still a couple tight ends I wouldn't mind having as a backup. Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. I'm Or I'm, Dallas Goddard as a handcuffed tight end, which I've never done before, but this you year know I'm what? all aboard. I, I love Dallas Goddard. I think he's the best of those tight ends. He doesn't have the best opportunity, but sometimes you just got to draft the talent and just follow that, and it all has a way to work out. So I'm going to go Goddard there. I'm, if I Zach like the Ertz guy. gets hurt, Dallas Goddard is immediately a top five fantasy tight end, mm-hmm. maybe yep. top three. Yep. yep. All right. It is two team jorts right now. Ooh, Tony Pollard is sitting there. (laughs) 
Don't lie. I'm getting David Moore though. Don't lie. Who You're going to take a backup. You're going to take a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't need a backup quarterback. <laughs> I got Aaron Rodgers, man. David Moore is my pick. Uh, let's see. So news taken. Uh, Chargers are taken. Back to me. I've got one more bench spot and a kicker spot. And if I wait for a kicker, I'm I'm just kidding, Tex. <laughs> <laughs> I I was Tex waiting was for it to happen. It. it was expected. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So Justin Jackson is a backup. Ryquel Armstead. Benny Snell is there and Tony Pollard. I really like Tony Pollard and I have Zeke, but I think the most likely starting running back workhorse running back to get hurt is Leonard Fournette. And also how sweet would it be? Not, not if Leonard Fournette gets hurt, but if tags loses his RB one and can't pick up his handcuff off waiver wire. So I'm going to go ahead and grab <laughs> Armstead. Now I like him quite a bit. I think he's Chris Carson behind uh, a fragile running back. And I think he would be the workhorse in Jacksonville. If anything was to happen. So Joke's on you, Sylvester. That. It's Alfred Blue. Oh, come on. <laughs> no it's, no it's, way, It's not Alfred man. Blue. It's not. It's not Blue. I'm just saying that. Just to mess with Bobby's feelings. Yeah, it did. It made me feel sad. <laughs> I wish we had like five more bench spots, man. I want all those running backs I talked about. <laughs> oh, Brandon's right. on the clock. Who are you taking here? Um, I'm going to take a defense or a kicker. I'll oh, yeah, that's right. We have, that. we have to do those. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. You don't have to, man. In fact, I feel so good about my draft. I might just not take a kicker. Nice. Oh, they let you do that? Yeah, sure. It'll let okay. you. It's gonna. It'll, your grade wait, will probably not be very good, but it will. Okay. Oh, wait, it would probably let I'll you. I'll try to salvage yeah. my grade by just taking the top-rated kicker. I'll go with Greg Zerline, uh, and I like the week nine buy. You don't have to worry about, you know, cut. Or, you know, figuring out what you're going to do with your kicker until later in the season. Yeah. Yep. Tags, do you want to uh, to make an agreement with me right now? No. Neither of us drafts a kicker. No, I'm not doing that game. <laughs> no, because I'm going to get a kicker before you do. I well, draft, no, I was. Yeah. what I was going to do was let you not draft a kicker. And then since I pick after you, I was just going to draft a kicker and break the agreement. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. I, I took the Vikings as my defense. I'm actually pretty happy with that. I think I have them as my number two defense. Um, yeah, they're like half as good as the Bears. Well, uh, losing Vic Fangio is going to hurt. But anyways, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you about the Bears. Uh, Jake Elliott will be my kicker. Um, and that's that's that. Uh, all right, I'll take the Denver Broncos defense. I like the talent there. Fangio like the, taking over. It's going to help. That's a, that's Fangio, a sleeper defense. Yeah, and their week 10 bye. Again, I like those late buys for my specialty yep. guys. I can't decide on kicker between Robbie Gould, Matt Prater with the big leg, and Jason Myers, who had a ton of fantasy points last year. I think he finished kicker three. I'm going to go with Jason Myers again by week 11. Don't have to worry about that for a while. Um, I know this is a reach and it's going to hurt my draft grade, but doesn't really matter. Okay, guys, as soon as I click this, it's going to tell us our draft grades. So if you're watching on YouTube, again, that's youtube.com slash fantasy pros. You'll be able to see Tag's reaction when I beat him by like 15 points. <laughs> I think I'm going to get, I don't know, 95, 96, because I reached for a few guys on my bench. Tag's is sitting at like a 79. Well, let's see it. I could be 50%. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> Bobby didn't sound too ecstatic about his grade. He goes, all right, what do you get? Me? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saving myself for last. No, you're not. Br you're Brandon, why don't you start us? What did you have? Uh, I got a 71. It's a little better than I expected. A C minus passing grade. Yeah. I could take that home to my parents. And <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You did reach a lot higher than ECR has the players, yep. which is a lot of how these draft wizard is graded. And so if you're happy with your team, it's an A plus in your book. What you can do is you can upload your, your personal rankings and it tells you what your draft grade is according to your rankings. I bet you would have got a very high A because it, it sounds like you got a lot of your guys. Yeah, I did get a lot of my guys. And uh, yeah, I'm, I won't worry about that. I'll just in my head know that I'm in the 90s. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, tags. What'd you get, man? So I got a 93 out of 100. Woo! 
it, um, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I, well, Bobby, I, I I looked at the uh, projected standings and I see us right next to each other. Um, I, however, disagree with our, the the analysis here because I'm looking at my team and I beat you hands down, not even close. Wait a second, am I seeing this right? It says the guy who beats Bobby and he's in second place behind Bobby. That that team name doesn't make much. What sense. was your score, Bobby? I got a 95, just like I said, dude. Shenanigans. Remember, I helped write the algorithm. I know exactly what the score is going to be every single time. Mm. When you win, it's because of my mercy. So can we have Brandon like judge and like tell us who actually has the better team? Oh, I got to look at the rosters here. All right. Yeah, so we can pull it up right now so you can see it on YouTube. We've got the final draft board. Let's go with team roster so you can see our starters. Yeah. So that's I'm going to run through my team real quick. Just so everybody let us know on Twitter who won this draft, like realistically who you think won it. So my quarterback is Baker Mayfield. My running back, uh, my starting running backs are Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. Starting wide receivers are Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, Mike Williams. My tight end is Vance McDonald. My flex is Devonta Freeman. My defense is Minnesota Vikings. Jake Elliott's the kicker. And my bench is Rashad Penny, Geronimo Allison, Ronald Jones, Trey Burton, DK Metcalf, and Devonta Parker. I like your bench. Everything else is uh, is worse than mine. Jeez. <laughs> All right, you guys want my honest opinion? It's I'm gonna go with the guy who beats Bobby, just because I, I I like the running backs, Gordon Fournette. If he stays healthy, I think you got a good deal on Devonta Freeman as a flex. But I think the wide receivers discrepancy is what sways me. It's uh, huge. It's it's Chris Godwin, Golden Tate, Kiki Kuti versus Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, and Mike Williams. And I, I like all those guys are guys that I would be happy to have. I think Golden Tate and Golden Tate, things got to align right. Same with Kuti. I think Kuti's safe, but does he have that really high ceiling? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So my running backs, I think this is what's going to win me the league. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Marlon Mack. I think I also got the QB1 and Aaron Rodgers. Hunter Henry's a good tight end. Uh, and then my wide receivers, it, it is ugly. Especially compared to Team Six over there. Did you see their draft? DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, AJ Green. So they wow. went three wide receivers, and then Kenny Galladay at flex. So their number one running back is uh, Chris Carson, and then Tevin Coleman. It's an interesting team. I like looking at the other teams in the league to see what they did, and maybe I'll like it more than my draft, and so I'll adopt that strategy. Um, but okay, so here's the rest of my team: the wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Golden Tate, Kiki QT. Um, my bench, I'm just going to skip over the Bears and Myers. Uh, the bench is uh, Latavius Murray, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jameson Crowder, Carlos Hyde, the starting running back for Andy Reid, David Moore, the number one wide receiver for Russell Wilson, and Raquel Armstead, who's going to start 15 games for the Jags. So let's go. I do Brandon, like why don't you tell us your team now? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so we got uh, Carson Wentz, who I backed up with Kyler Murray, just in case we have injury issues again. Alvin Kamara, on Johnson, Josh Jacobs are my running backs. I would love that in any draft that I could get. Um, Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, D.D. Westbrook are my wide receivers. Evan Ingram's my tight end. And went kind of rookie heavy on my bench, Nikhil Harry, Kyler Murray, uh, Devin Singletary also threw in a couple Steelers that I like, Dante Moncrief, Jalen Samuels, and Dallas Goddard, a potential monster if Zach Ertz were to go mm -hmm. down, as we said. I just want everyone listening to remember this moment. Whenever Tag says, oh, I beat Bobby all the time, I want you to remember, whenever I want to win, I got it in the bag, He takes guys. defenses <laughs> when he wants to win. That's what happens. <laughs> I'm so glad that you have your excuse, man. I do. I'm really happy for you. Well, thanks, man. So I said we were going to do Fantasy Feud. We're actually going to save that for the next video. That way we've got two videos going on. I think we're going to have Brandon Marianne Leon, which is going to be a lot of fun to do Fantasy Feud with. She's a big trash talker and uh, has a really good personality. This draft was a lot of fun. And Brandon, before we let you leave, I've got to ask you who your guy is this year. 
that regardless of ADP, I mean, obviously you could say Saquon Barkley, but the guy that you think you're going to get the most exposure to. Yeah, I hate to be redundant, but we talked about him already. And I asked this question to the athletic analysts as well. Who's the guy you're going to own the most of? And for me, it's just Josh Jacobs. He's an ADP of 20 right Mm -hmm. around there. And I have him at 10. So I'm taking him in the third round every time. And so far, I've been getting him in the third round every time. And I'm okay with that. And I I will take on that risk. But I I think the upside goes higher. And if I don't want to draft a guy that you're reaching for to where you think his ceiling is. I actually think the ceiling's higher. And I think you have to draft that way. Now, Tags, you wrote an article about players who are going to see their ADP rise over the next few months. I don't think Josh Jacobs was one of those guys until I found out that the Raiders are going to be the team on that TV show and everyone's going to get a good look at just how good Josh Jacobs is, how much they're planning on using him. So I've changed my mind there a little bit, but did you have Josh Jacobs in that article? He wasn't in that one. There was a lot of rookie running backs in there, though. Like David Montgomery was in there because Montgomery was outside the top 30. But I I think Jacobs was around RB 23. I do think that's going to go up, but I didn't think it was significant. Like, I think that he will go up to around that RB 18 to 20 range because I think some people will start to take him over Devonta Freeman. And and I don't I don't fault people for doing that. You know, if they want to take him over carry on Johnson, I don't think that's crazy either, uh, just because carry on is going to be sharing a workload with CJ Anderson. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he presents so much upside. Like when I wrote his scouting report, I said there's things that he does that only elite running backs do. But then there are also the concerns that we've never seen him in that workhorse role. You know, he's never topped 100 carries in, in a season, even in college. Yeah. So those are the concerns. And it's like, you know, Isaiah Crowell goes down. They bring in uh, Doug Martin. Does Doug Martin get more work than we kind of expect? You know, like I, I just want to, I wish we knew exactly what they were going to give Jacobs. I want to believe they're going to give him I would say probably 15 to 18 touches per game, which is definite RB2 territory. Yeah, I've got him right now as my RB17, which is quite a bit higher than consensus. So I like him a lot, Brandon. I'm not quite as high as you. So I want to ask you which of these guys you have him ahead of and then just talk to us about why you like Josh Jacobs a little bit more than Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Marlon Mack. I'm assuming you have him above all three of those guys. I love Marlon Mack, and, and that ends up being kind of where I wrestle a lot in drafts okay. mm-hmm. is Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack. I think with Aaron Jones, I love Aaron Jones. I love him in that offense. Jamal Williams just doesn't seem to go away. And, you know, you thought with the coaching change that maybe they would see what Aaron Jones did as a lead back last year and, and give lip service to the idea that, okay, he's our guy. But the sure. first thing they did was they started throwing Jamal Williams' name into the mix again. I'm like, can we just get him – out of here like i i just don't think yeah. he's much of a talent i don't think i think there's a huge discrepancy between aaron jones and jamal williams when it comes to running the ball but i can't trust that enough i trust that the raiders taking josh jacobs in the first round mm-hmm. uh oh it's a lock that he's getting all the touches yeah and he's a fluid receiver and i think sure. the biggest thing is and it with negative game scripts uh you know is he going to make sure that jalen richard is not on the field a lot uh which you know, could could make Josh Jacobs a 50-catch guy. Um, and, and I think coaches like to do that with a three-down back. You're not tipping your hand. When Jalen Richard comes on the field, there's only one thing the Raiders are doing. They're going to yep. be throwing the ball. So with Josh Jacobs, there's that threat that he can run the ball as well. So I'm, I'm feeling comfortable that he's a 17-plus touch guy week in and week out. So what about Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, maybe even Todd Gurley or James Conner? Do you have him over any of those guys? 
I have Joe Mixon one spot higher, and then it's uh, and James Connor's number eight for me. And so, okay. so it's Connor Mixon uh, Jacobs, and I have Mac guys like Mac. Carryon Johnson, Damian Williams. I even have Nick Chubb a little bit down, just because I don't know what's going to happen when Kareem Hunt comes back in the second that's half. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Tags, how high do you have Josh Jacobs? Jacobs, I have him right around that RB eighteen range. Um, okay. Like he's it's mix and match in that territory, and it's like the more we hear yeah. about the situation, the more that I'm willing to kind of adjust that. Uh, but again, my only concern with Jacobs is, is has to do with the offense overall. I just don't know if the offense is going to support. Uh, too much upside just because I don't think they're scoring a whole lot. Like the offensive coordinator didn't change. Uh, Greg Olson is just, he's just a guy. He's, he doesn't, he doesn't bring players to the next level like some coaches do. And I was looking at this actually earlier today. And I want to say that there was, uh, I want to say it was, uh, there were no running backs that finished top 12 who were on um, bottom 12 scoring offenses. And I think the Raiders are going to fit into that category this year, which is why I, I worry about the upside for someone like Jacobs. But again, well, where did, where did uh, Denver finish? Cause I look at Philip Lindsay was not in a great situation last year and he was a top 12 running back. I think he was a top eight. I think and... I want to say that because he missed that final game that he was out. Um, I want to say he fell. Oh, he, so he did finish number 12. And that's the thing is I, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm doing an article on that. So I, Oh, I'm going to pull it up right. He was not, he was RB 11 in standard leagues going into week 16 in half leagues. He was RB 12 going into week 17. So, so let's see, here we go. Um, in regards to running backs, there was, uh, oh, okay. So David Johnson was, there were two, there were two running backs. It was David Johnson and him that, but, uh, okay. So those two finished, um, as top 12 for at the tail end, none were top six, obviously, but over the, so the, so in, in regards to top six running backs over the last seven years, there's only been three running backs who have come from bottom 10 scoring offenses, which I think we could all agree that Oakland is not going to, I don't think we're, we're going to see them jump into, you know, elite scoring territory. If they could jump out of the bottom 10, that would obviously help. Uh, but I just, I don't have faith in Greg Olson. I don't have faith in Derek Carr. Um, and obviously Antonio Brown's going to be getting a crap ton of targets. Yeah, Guys, I, um, I wasn't going to ask about this, but I just saw this stat and uh, I'm wondering if maybe we're sleeping on Joe Mixon a little bit too much. So you can look at his fantasy stats and he wasn't, um, he, he was RB 11, which is about where he's being drafted right now, but he only played 13 games. If you look at average stats, he was right behind, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, James Connor, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley was way up there. Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, and Todd Gurley. Um, but Joe Mixon was in that group. I love him. Uh, and he, he what he was like 4.9 yards per carry with that offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just, yeah. he was just on a roll down the stretch last year. And he's he catches the ball too. I, um, yeah. I might be too low on him. I've got him right now as my RB 12 behind Fournette and Gurley, James Connor, Le'Veon Bell. I, I might need to change that guys. I have Mixon at nine. Um, I like Mixon. I, I don't know why they drafted two running backs. Um, that that part concerns yeah. me. Is I don't know if if you know if there if Zach Taylor's walking in there and he's planning on utilizing some more of a timeshare because Giovanni Bernard's still there one more year as well. So you know drafting those two running backs like Rodney Anderson's really good. He would have went a lot higher if he wasn't hurt like throughout his entire college career. Travion Williams sure. is like I think he's the Giovanni Bernard replacement essentially. Um, I like Joe Mixon an awful lot. I think his talent in regards to talent, I would say that, you know, if he was in a better situation, the one that I can, I, I knew was a really good offense. Like if he was, you know, in, in Melvin Gordon or Christian McCaffrey situation. Yeah. He's a top five running back. All right, guys, that's all for today's show. Brandon, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. I appreciate you guys having me. Love to come back sometime. 
And you guys can all follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Tags is at Mike Tegley or NFL, and I'm at Bobby Fantasy Pro. Make sure to check out our new gift shop. You can go to shop.fantasypros.com. And you can also get yourself a gift card for Father's Day. Just go to Fantasy Pros homepage uh, and click at the very top. You'll see the gift card option there. Or you can go to fantasypros.com slash gift card. Also, while you're at it, sign up for that signed Travis Kelsey competition we have going on at fantasypros.com. And thanks to pristineauction.com for sponsoring today's show. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. For Brandon Funston and Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.